Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is The Finch and I'm James Finch. My guest on the podcast this time is a man who goes by the name of Frankly Built. That's on Instagram, that's on YouTube, that is on Twitter, that's on Facebook, Discord. And if you're not familiar with him, then you're doing yourself a disservice. This guy is an absolute master in anything 3D printed, especially when it comes to like science fiction, fantasy props and armors and helmets and everything like that. Um, I found his channel a little bit ago. It is absolutely fascinating the work that he's able to do. And he's a really awesome guy on top of it. If you're not into the 3D printing world, but you have any kind of interest or even just casual, uh, I guess, what would you say, uh, intrigue in it? I would definitely go look him up. When you go to his YouTube channel, he has tons of tutorial videos. And it's everything from initially getting into the hobby, getting started up, managing a 3D printer, and everything all the way up to finishing and producing pieces that look absolutely amazing. I highly recommend it. But without further ado, here is Frank. Here's. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm here with Frank. Um, Frank, I got it. You know, I, I firmly believe um, every single, when you go through like sci-fi fantasy, like every hero, every villain has an origin story. But I firmly believe that every nerd has an origin story. And I'm not even talking about specifically 3D printing yet. Um, but for you as a nerd and someone who's into Marvel and Dragon Ball Z and all this stuff, can you remember a time when that all started for you? Yikes. <laughs> Starting off hot. Um, yeah. The, uh, I guess as far back as it goes on when I really started to go down the path of the weeb, um, I just remember Toonami. I remember Cartoon Network, Toonami, coming home from school, um, and it would be, it would be, uh, um, not Roni Kenshin, it was, um, it was, it, it, it was, I can't remember the animation name, but it was on the same time as Gundam and Dragon Ball Z. Ronin Warriors, that was it. It was Ronin Warriors and a little bit of Robotech. And it was it was Toonami that really started to like, that was it. It was the 90s. It was, um, you know, I think I think 6.30, it was like five or six was like Sailor Moon. And I'd be like, nah, I'm not watching that. And then like Dragon Ball Z would come on afterwards, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was fun. It was, it was, uh, wow, these are cartoons, but like they're getting, the, they're getting the crap beat out of them. This is what is happening? Oh no, he's dying. I don't know. You know, like, so it, it was just so different than the Nickelodeons and the Disney shows. Right. Um, and that was, that was the, that was the start of it. That was definitely like the, I like this, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this is cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember being at that point, um, just like absolutely riveted watching the cell saga and dragon ball Z. And there was like, never, there was never better hype, I think, for any show ever because there were, you know, there were no spoilers. There wasn't like you were going to be scrolling TikTok and then you were going to see that Gohan was blasting Cell away. You know, you weren't. It was you. You had to get home and watch it, and you were waiting, and then the suspense and that that was. I don't think you'll ever get something like that again, just in those big final battles because of the internet, because of social media. Like, right. it's hard. You'd have to disconnect yourself, you know. But totally. we're talking. We're talking about not, all right, we're waiting for this big movie to premiere, go and see it. We're talking like, you know, weeks and months of a buildup that just, you were in it, you know? Yeah. I, and you're, dude, you're, and that was even like before DVR, 
and the social oh, yeah, media was... thing. Like you're on God top forbid of you missed it. <laughs> right. If you missed it. Oh like no. It, it drives me nuts when it's like the season finale of like uh Mandalorian or Hawkeye or something like that. And like a couple days have gone by and I haven't seen it. And I'm doing my best to avoid spoilers, but still memes and stuff come through your feed and you're like, oh, that's it. man. That's it. Yeah. I I was lucky enough to go see, you know, No Way Home, like the night it premiered. Like we went, I'm like, no, we're seeing it Thursday night. I'm not waiting till Friday after work. It's gonna get spoiled. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, that was, movie was so good. It was. It was, it was so good. It was. It was one I, of those. It was one of those mo- movies that I wish. Um, I wish I could erase it from my brain and watch it. Again. Watch it again. Yeah. yeah, I get. I get that. I totally. Get <laughs> I like that. Um, I think it's been out long enough, and now now Sony's marketing with Andrew and Tony, which is good. So it's like, hey, they're in the movie. Um, I like that they did the nice reveal for t- Andrew in new costume coming out. Oh my God, who's that big reveal? And then they're like. The second they, we show Andrew on screen, everyone's going to know Toby's on screen. So they just had Toby just walk through the portal. Like, oh, yeah, I'm here, too. Yeah. Like, they didn't, you know, they're like, cat's out of the bag. Might as well let them all out. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. He once, literally once. just stepped. Yeah, he just was like, walked in, walked in the frame. Oh, I'm here, too. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even need to be in uniform. Just, hey. No, it's like, yeah, we... <laughs> We get it. They're both here. They weren't going to get one and not be, you. They would have. There would have been riots in the street if like only Andrew came back and they're like, "What do you mean?" Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, gosh, it, you know, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, it's always interesting the way uh, generational plays into these things. My uh, my eldest son Absolutely. is eighteen, and so when he was a kid, it was the Tobey Maguire ones. And then when he got yep. to be into like his early teens, it was the Andrew Garfield ones. And now, yeah, for him, yep. it was almost like his whole life of Spider-Man, like coming together. It was all on of the it. Big screen. It, yeah. it was, it, yeah, it was all, mine was, to, I grew up with Toby, first Spider-Man movie, second Spider-Man, one of the best freaking superhero movies ever. And uh, yeah, then you got Andrew and you're like, this is going somewhere. And then Spider-Man two came out and you're like, this didn't go anywhere. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. They wrote Jamie Foxx into a bad place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor guy. Um, yeah. I felt so bad about that second Amazing Spider-Man movie because I felt like it had so much potential and even that whole franchise could have continued on. It was the best Spider-Man movie, but it was also the worst Spider-Man movie. It, in terms of Spider-Man on screen, that was it. Mm-hmm. We'll never, out of all, what is it, four, three, uh, now it's eight, spider-man movie and then the spider-verse and then all the cameos in the avengers movies that that was still like the best on-screen spider-man we've ever seen his Mm -hmm. mannerisms his attitude that was it andrew nailed that plot and story-wise yeah (laughs) you know and i always felt bad because andrew garfield i've been a long time andrew garfield defender and i'm glad that he's kind of gotten some uh gotten some new love out of this but uh you know he said like i think a year after that movie came out that he loved when he first read the script he absolutely loved the script to that movie the yeah. problem is is like midway through productions all the studios got involved and needed to make all these changes and then it felt like the storyline got all jumbled and that's that's how it goes yeah unfortunately um so anyway as we move on to the important stuff here um so so i gotta ask you know you know obviously um being into the 3d printing world do you remember kind of like the last question do you remember a point in time where that started for you where you're like you know what i might be interested in this 3d printing thing let me take a look into it or was it absolutely yeah 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 it was uh two and a half years ago i i I remember it vividly it wasn't that long ago (laughs) (laughs) um i i didn't even know 3d printing was really a thing like you hear about it and it would always be about either 3d printing 
pew pew parts you know um don't want to say the g word i don't know um it, or you know medical advancements i think up at that point the coolest thing i think i heard about 3d printing was um a, a galapagos no they're, they're extinct some big tortoise had part of its shell destroyed and they scanned it and 3d printed a negative like a, a recast of the shell and fixed this turtle's shell and like i was like that's that's cool like that's that's really sweet never gave thought of it though and um I had finally seen Avengers Endgame after being a lifelong nerd. And I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. Um, and then I don't know, just being dive, started to dive into like more of cosplay and stuff. I'd been to Comic Cons, like I've been to like two or three of them, but it was always for more like the anime nerd side of it. It was going for Gundam and Dragon Ball Z and, you know, getting Sean, getting to meet Sean Schemmel or something like that, you know, voice actors. But, um, then I'm like, I want an Iron Man suit. Like that was it. You know, I was like, I, I, I have a, I have an okay job. I'm an okay spot in my life. How do I make an Iron Man suit? Like that's what's. It was just for that. That's why I started. It was just the suit. And I, I did the research, and everything kept coming back with like 3D printing. Like you can 3D print now, and the printer was like 500 bucks. Talk to my wife, like, hey, can we budget for this? Is this okay? Let's, you know, it, or you know, should I wait longer? And we were, we were like, no, we can, we can do this now got it and that was july 2019 and now we're here does she regret saying yeah we can do that two and a half years later <laughs> sure i mean i don't think she'd ever tell me um <laughs> she was skeptical about it first because she didn't you know i didn't know what i was doing and she was just like yeah sure i i used to bounce through a lot of hobbies um you know and uh she was probably just like oh, another flavor of the week cool awesome um and then uh the suit started to actually come together and be printed and it was like a real thing and she started i could like you could i could slowly start winning her over and she was just like this is actually pretty cool like i know so i'm doing it <laughs> it is pretty cool this is sweet and it was fun it was it was fun that is awesome um and and there it is behind you in all its glory i absolutely yes. absolutely love that thing um focus it, yeah <laughs> Did you, and I'm sure you went through the trials and tribulations that every new 3D printer goes through of constantly being frustrated and angry and not understanding why things aren't doing what it is you wanted to do. Because I feel like... Um, uh, well, I mean, no, no, this all went part. I'm, I'm, I'm the bad. This was flawless. First shot, it came out shiny. My printers never broke. Where? Why would you even think that? Never had a single problem. That's... um. You know, it's, and I'm sure you've seen it. And for what it is that you do and the social media presence that you have, I'm sure you just get like inundated daily with all kinds of why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why did this happen? Um, it can be, <laughs> if, if, I, if I've learned one thing, it's an extremely, <laughs> yeah, it's an extremely um, honest hobby. Like it tells yeah, you when it, something's wrong immediately. You it, know? it is, it does, it really does. Um, I literally have, just from today, I have four different chains in Instagram. I'm just helping someone troubleshoot their printer or just like, hey, I'm having this problem. Hey, this filament's not sticking. Hey, what do you recommend? It's every day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's like you said, it's, it, it tells you what's wrong. And a lot of people don't want to accept or admit that or um, they have a problem. They want someone to answer it for them. They don't want the... To, you know, they don't want to get the answer or learn the answer. They won't just want, they want, why, why is my print sticking? Help. It, it, but well, let's do some research. Like, you know, 
unfortunately some people <laughs> i think more often think that the um private dm option on some people's profiles is also a help feature <laughs> it's not but <laughs> so like search research like if you've had this problem chances are somebody else else has probably had this problem and talked in 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 expanse about it which is mm -hmm. nice uh, with the power of the internet um yeah google goes a long way but yeah. uh but people a lot of people just want the quick answer which is fine which is totally i you know sometimes i want that mm -hmm. um but that's why i'm always an advocate of understanding your machine understanding like oh i bought a 3d printer it doesn't work or what doesn't work about it well it just doesn't work well does it turn on well yeah it turns on okay so that works so you start peeling back those layers and when you get into the bottom line of it there's only like three things maybe two main systems to a 3d printer the parts that move and the parts that heat and push out the plastic those two work in unison but if the printer's not moving well that that means it's that one system that's not working but if the printer moves just fine and it's not coming out of the knot it's only it's only one problem you just need to figure out where in that line the problem is they're very simple machines mm -hmm. very simple just people get scared because <laughs> big moving metal parts uh, i don't want to break it it's right <laughs> well I, I you know i started off that way and i was frustrated for a long time by my adventure began um that was a year ago at christmas my wife and i just mentioned about hey i think 3d printing stuff is kind of cool but didn't know anything about it my wife got me one for christmas without me knowing it was a flash forge i think adventure three or something yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people start on that one yeah, they, they, yeah. It, yep. it was a good starter one it was really really great but you know idiot me I'm thinking to myself, it's like an appliance you buy. You plug it in, you upload a code, it comes out perfect. Exactly. It does what it's, it's supposed not a, to do. It's know? not a microwave. It's not, <laughs> that's the, it costs as much as a microwave. It's not a microwave. You know, mm -hmm. it's not it's not a power drill. It's not a drill press or a table saw. It's a tool, but um, assembly required. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you and you learn. Uh, you end up learning so much about it through those frustrations you know and and i think everybody who's anybody 3d printed anything knows the feeling of setting up like a 17 19 hour print and everything looks great and you come back 12 hours later to check on it and you've got a disaster on the build plate spaghetti, spaghetti surprise <laughs> surprise spaghetti dinner yeah. i had a i had a i had a kind of a funny idea for a, a tech, either a tiktok or just either like an instagram post or something but it was like you know log leaving the room coming out and uh or like uh, Hey, I start a print, cool, leave, come back. And then the next day I come in, open the door and it's like, like a sign. It's like surprise Italian spaghetti dinner. And I was yeah. maybe like with a serving platter, like you ordered the spaghetti, you know, <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. It sucks. Uh -huh. um, yeah. You want it just in between SLA printing, resin printing and FDM printing. You, you want it to fail on the first layer while you're there but you just you want it to fail on the last layer if you're not you know or mm -hmm. it's but that that's a that is the probably the biggest reason why i always advocate for people to get a something like an ender 3 a voxel abaquila a get the kind of janky cheaper printer and learn because I, I'll have people who have had nothing but Prusas their entire, they've had a, a Prusa Mark III for the past year. It's been perfect and flawless. And then they expand to a second printer. They grab a Creality. They grab a Sovel. They, they get one of these more hobby level printers that are much bigger. And then they run into one problem and it's suddenly, oh, Creality sucks. This printer's trash. It's like, mm, 
just because you've been driving the Ferrari this whole time and now you have a Honda with a flat tire doesn't mean the Honda's bad. You just need to learn how to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. it's different. It was, yes, it's cheaper, but it's bigger or it's, you know, it has a different purpose to it. Right. Um, where I'll have people who have had Ender 3s for the past year gone through all the issues that you might run into and they can help people with Prusa's troubleshoot their, you know, first layer problems, their under extrusion problems. It, it's, it's, it's different. It's very, it's a very different thing to get into and that's usually my best way of gauging if somebody because i have people on my tiktok anytime i recommend an editor three there's always at least one person who's like stop recommending this chinese crap it's like and that's how i know you're bad at this cool awesome thanks for (laughs) letting letting me know you have no idea what you're doing but continue continue uh yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Well, They're everywhere. It's fine. You, you, you are so right. Now that, you know, that, that fly, I've since upgraded to a Soval um, here, which is great. And I've got a CR10 Max that I just got. Um, I'm not going to get into what? it because I got an issue with it. <laughs> I just got out of the box, just put it together. I've got an, I'm emailing back and forth to right now. I'm not going to get into that. Oh, no. Um, but uh, yeah, learning like, I, I got to admit, for as many problems as that Flash Forge gave me, I am so thankful because I learned so much about the way the print, just like you were saying, the way the printer works, like, you know, you learn all these little maintenance tips and upkeep tips and yeah, exactly. ways, ways to do it. And it was, you know, I ended up really, really happy. I, I only use it for small stuff anymore because it's got such a small build plate on it. It does. The, the, 80, the, the 83, tiny, yeah. but... She's, it's a it's a work it's a little workhorse they, they they get it right and i'm gonna give um people who are watching this um because i have a lot of listeners who aren't into the 3d world um as i have like for example this this here um this was printed on the adventure or yeah the flash forge and this is the pillar of autumn from the halo games and I actually had to build this in three sections, like three different parts, and then and then fuse it all together. But that's that's the size of the build plate that you're that you're dealing with on one of those. Um, this, but as as you get higher, obviously, when you have like an Ender three or or something uh, like the CR ten Max, which is just like you can build a barn on that thing. I swear to God, it's so massive. I, the Max is so big. I printed my whole suit in one shot. <laughs> for, for anybody, listeners, for listeners only. I, I'm so kidding. Right. <laughs> Somebody be like, they're looking up one right now. They're like, I can spend a thousand bucks on this Where do thing. I find this? Right. <laughs> it'll print in three hours and it'll be flawless and painted and everything right off the bat. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it doesn't surprise me to get it because the quick answer is 100% it. Because that was the one thing that would drive me nuts. As you'd have a problem, you didn't know what was wrong. You'd go on Google, 15 people give you 15 different answers, you know, and I'd start. <laughs> Are making- you telling me that the the subreddit for 3D printing is a bad place? No, no. It's so much information. You don't know how to get a it's handle. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's actually the, the worst 3D printing forum I've ever seen. Is I'll it? take any, fa- I'll take any Facebook group, any okay. Facebook group over the, 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 the Reddit 3D printing community. Mm-hmm. And if you took offense to that, you're probably part of the problem. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, avoid, avoid that place. Shout Jesus. out to Reddit. Well, that was the first great thing because you'd sit there, you'd have 15 people who say, well, this is what's wrong. I'd write down all 15 of those things, Google how to fix all those problems. And I'd get to about number seven or eight and realize that's what the problem was. You know, if you're lucky. You made it, you got, you didn't make it to that problem 15. Right. The, uh, the big, the biggest problem in the community, and I will say this is old dogs and i don't mean necessarily like an old man who's sitting there with a printer i mean just the people who have been doing it for five plus years and that's not that long to be doing a hobby 
that's not that if i was like oh i've been a car guy for five years some crusty mechanic be like, i've been building cars for 60 years shut up mm-hmm. you know but what happens is the, the printing is in such a quantum leap right now the printer the new printer coming that's coming out today is i mean so much better than that printer from two three years ago those giant ultimakers that are thousands of dollars that my ender cannot perform now but it's a fraction of the price or worse the people who started and they they built their first printer they built the Annette a8s they built the i had to source all these parts and get them cut out the acrylic and do this and build it and then print more parts to make like those people because they understand the printer better than i probably ever will however the then people like you get a printer and yeah, the newer people get the printers they have a problem with the printer and when these the the vets are trying to help them troubleshoot which they're just trying to help they always mostly usually are you know um they assume you've already done all the basic stuff because they would have they they would have never posted having a problem about their printer if they hadn't already checked if their bed was level if they hadn't already run a temperature tower if they hadn't already done a pid too so they're assuming you did all of this already so when you a lot of times when you post they're not they're good at their their subject matter experts maybe but they're not good at that dialing it back to like layman's terms like if i was brand new what would i have forgotten you know not oh i've been doing this for five years clearly i would have done all this stuff I don't know why my printer, you know, is acting up. So it's hard for them to bridge that gap sometimes. And you'll get that rabbit hole troubleshooting where you're like, well, did you do a PID tune? Did you flash your firmware? Did you check? It's like, bro, clean your bed, <laughs> clean, clean the damn bed, level it. Uh, did you, did you switch the 220 volt thing inside to 120? Like, did you plug it in? Right. Like it's little stuff like that, that they they're beyond those mistakes. Just right. they've been doing it for too long, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's, it's kind of like how we always make fun of the IT <laughs> guys for the very first thing they ask is, is it plugged in and turned on? And <laughs> you know how much that happens? Yeah, well, I, I can have, imagine. Oh my, I've had plenty of pe- uh, friends who have work IT, who have worked even at Best Buy, you know, which is sometimes in the IT world looked at like, you know, the, the dollar general of IT and tech support. But, but even then the, the stuff they get called about, you know, somebody will bring in a PC and be like, it's not working. They'll plug it in and be like, yeah, you didn't the power switch or you know <laughs> yeah it happens but i had a friend who did that back in the 90s and he said like when like home computers were starting to become a major market and the amount of call-ins they would get from people complaining yeah. that the cup holder on it was crap and they were talking about the cd-rom tray you know i actually got <laughs> you know i actually was really confused i was almost a little sad i finally bought a new pc after constantly refreshing and restoring and trying to maintain this 10 plus year old pc that was at my mom's house that was like the family computer but then i kind of took it over and just been upgrading and upgrading it and like it was finally just like i just need to buy a pre-built i'm sick of this (laughs) i'm so sick of this and i bought it and then like not until i got it home i'm like this doesn't have a disk drive why does that feel weird to me? Because I, I grew up with, you know, CDs and video, you know, you command and conquer, put the disc in. Oh, yeah. And it was it was just like, I don't, am I going to need it? And up until four, three months, still haven't needed it. You know, <laughs> like, it's clearly not. <laughs> but it was just weird to let that go when it was just, I don't know. Yeah, you're odd. so used to it. Yeah. 
and you yeah you guys you get you you're like it, it's changed and you're like i don't like this yeah that's yeah. when you, that's the first time you know you're getting old is when you suddenly don't like change your technology yeah, you're like ah boo <laughs> get, get away yeah like when <laughs> iphones got rid of any of the physical buttons and then got rid of the headphone jack and everyone was like how dare you and yes. then no one cares now no one if you have recorded anything you, you looked at weird it's all bluetooth now so right cares? yeah yeah and the only reason remember that yeah and the only reason that threw me for a loop is i didn't know about it ahead of time when i upgraded my new iphone and i had always walked yep. around with headphones in and all of a sudden i'm like okay time to go for a walk where do i headphones and what uh, the hell yeah, yeah. But, but it what it did is it drove it drives change and innovation right now companies hey you want to use you want to you want to sell your headphones to apple users they better have bluetooth yeah you know they better have something better and, and mm-hmm. now bluetooth is I remember when I bought a Bluetooth dongle from Best Buy back in like 2008 and 2009, and it was an adapter about the size of a small USB battery pack. And all it did was you plugged it into a CD player or a Walkman or, and it emitted a Bluetooth signal so you could hook it up to something that received a Bluetooth signal. Yeah, <laughs> and it was yeah. like, it was like 200 bucks. Yeah. And it was useless because <laughs> nothing received the Bluetooth signal. I'm like, what? Oh no. What right. have I done? <laughs> and now like if your wireless thing doesn't have Bluetooth, I mean, I can go get, I can go get a Bluetooth gaming mic uh, mouse from five below for five bucks now. Like, yeah. No one cares. It's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. That was the thing. I remember got Bluetooth. I had um, a thing that you plugged into your cigarette lighter that had a radio tuner in it. Yeah, the Bluetooth hooked Water, up. Yeah. FM, yeah. FM transmitter, Bluetooth yeah. tuners. Yep. One of those. That was and, it. And those were expensive back then. They, they were. Like they were good ones. Were. Yeah, I think it was like 2005, 2006. I bought one of those, and it was a. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend at the time got it for me as a Christmas gift, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, honey, this is too <laughs> expensive. Just to be able to listen to music, and now it's like you can go buy a dinky little thing for ten bucks that does the exact same if, thing. If I got into a car, if I bought a new car or something, I got into it and drove away from the dealership and then it didn't have Bluetooth, I'd return the car. Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, you, people would freak out. Like, what do you mean my Tesla can't connect to my, I have to plug it in? No, no. Hard pass. It's your grandpa's freak car. Out. It's your grandpa's yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll um, get the cassette adapter. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Yeah. And the CD player. I know. The, the CD disc when you'd have uh, and then every time you hit a bump it'd skip over that part of the song no yeah oh man the um so hey the 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 other half of this that i I definitely want to ask about like so you can do all the forums in the world ask all these people on instagram directly in their dm message which the listeners out here if you have questions that's exactly what you do you find one of these people and you dm them they love that more than anything um but then there's (laughs) the other side of it like in terms of the finishing and painting um for you was that learning process was that a trial and error thing were there things that you learned from other people along the way or how did that whole process uh evolve for you first just to comment on one thing about DMing people on Instagram for help. <laughs> hold on, hold on, because I deal with it every day. It, when people approach me and they've done a little bit of the research and they come with a problem and they've already tried solutions, that speaks volumes. Like, hey, man, I'm having this problem. I tried this, this, this. I'm at a loss. Thank you. Thank you for trying. You know, that those, those, are, the, those are the ones that stand out. You're the real, you're the real OGs. Um, but for a painting, um, I... 
I can't, I won't sit here and say that anybody can do this. Everybody can do this. All you have to do is put in the time and effort. Yes, but I, I, I won't ignore that. I think I do have a better ineptitude for it than the average Joe. But I, I think it's because I have been doing it for so long. Um, I grew up painting car models and that evolved around the time of discovering anime, um, Gundam models. Gundam models were a huge part of my childhood, customizing them, painting them. I loved it. It was just, it was therapeutic. It was just, I could unplug, uh, sit back, unplug, just sit on the, the floor in my bedroom and build a Gundam model and add a little bit of paint. And then, um, then I discovered cars when I was, you know, 16, 17. And so me and my friends, we, you know, we got our first really crappy cars and we tried to customize them and paint the wheels and take out all the plastic inside and paint it all a cool color. So it was just this evolution of like customizing a hobby. And that's kind of what it was. And that's kind of what this whole hobby is, is too. It's, it's like three different hobbies mixed in one because there's people who love 3D printing and all they want to do is 3D print. They get the, the fastest printer, the best printer. That's great. But once it's printed, you can then, now you have a template to paint. It's a model. It's a piece of armor. It's a helmet, you know, and that's a whole other side of it. That's the finishing and painting. Um, and it's, it's, it's been tons of trial and error, tons and tons and tons. And that's a, the other half of the questions I think I get every day are, well, how'd you get that gold? Like, what'd you use to get that gold in the suit? Well, I used this after you, I had to use this primer and I had to sand it down. Then I had to use the gold and I had to do this. However, you may not get those results. The temperature you paint in, the elevation you paint in, the humidity, how much did you sand? Did you do prep work? Did you get your greasy, grubby little fingerprints all over the piece before you painted it? Did you let it cure properly? Did you read the can? Do you have access to the same brand I do? Like there's so many variables. I can't write you a painting guide. I never will. I never have. That's why in all like my painting tutorials, they're more of guides because I'm kind of telling you what I did and what to look for, but never an ABC guide. I can't do it. I need lying to you. Like, no, first you're going to spray this. Then you're going to wait five days. You know, that one person who had to wait six days now waited five and ruined their paint because they listened to me. I don't want to do that, you know? Um, so it's trial and error and error and error and error. And then eventually you'll get it right and you'll learn so much of what not to do it comes easy to you, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's tricky. Uh, it's very complicated. Painting is complicated. Every time you change something up it, I used to paint my Gundam models while I lived in Okinawa, Japan in hundred percent humidity when it was like a hundred degrees outside. Mm -hmm. And if you can get spray paint to cooperate on plastic, <laughs> I, I deserve a medal for that. It was mm -hmm. incredible, it, but it was, again, it was patience. It was very late. It was just learning the right technique and, yeah, that helped a lot because then I got to a normal climate place and it's like, oh, this is a, this is a joke. We're good. We're fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that was one of the things that I get. And of course, having never done uh, research on 3D printing ahead of time, and then all of a sudden Christmas morning, I have a 3D printer in my lap and I was so excited. I didn't even <laughs> go anywhere. I literally plugged it into my kitchen table and went, here we go. You know, uh, I wasn't prepared for how involved the finishing process is. You know, the first time and I started right. off just, you know, I'm really into like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. So it's fun to like print out the miniatures, you know, that we use on the game map. Um, but yeah. the first time you come out and then all of a sudden you're like, you have, oh. a, you have a resin printer by now, right? No, I don't. No, I don't. I have a friend who has those and is really into the resin and keeps telling me that's that's my next step. Um, Elohumar's Pro 2. It's like 200 bucks. 
Yeah. That's okay. that's the next move. That that's on my <laughs> that's gonna be yeah. on my list. That's her. I gotta that's her. I gotta do some stuff with the CR10 Max before I can convince my wife, like, hey, I need to spend more <laughs> money on another printer right now. That's fair. The max is yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is understand. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I, I feel like the when you get into 3D printing, and I don't say this in a bad way, but I think you have to be prepared for a certain level of failure Absolutely. because that's a, that, that is definitely what you're going to learn, you know, embrace. I try to, to say it every chance I get in every video, you're going to F this up. You're mm. going to mess something up. You're going to have a failed print. You're going to drop it. I just had, uh, I just had a sword fall off my wall and land on this helmet that I was almost done with. It cracked and fractured it, ruined the paint. So oh, I'm gonna I have saw to, that. I'm going to have to strip this whole thing down and accidents happen. And can you hold you that up slap. again? Let me see the front of that. That helmet is so badass. I saw that on your IG the other day. I love it. I, yeah, God, I'm so proud. I am very proud of this helmet. Um, I, I just ordered some red, clear, it's, it's clear red resin. Cause I, the star I printed, I'm, it lights up. I'm just trying to go through different ways to get it to light up mm -hmm. properly. But I think some clear resin that's like tinted red That'll be it. Put some lights behind it. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Yep. So do you use, this is an interesting question because actually since you brought it up, I actually don't know a lot about resin printers. I thought resin printers right. would be great for like doing infinity stones or something like that. Um, but oh, visors, no. yeah, you do visors on those too? You can. You can do whole helmets on them if you want. Um, mm. uh, yeah, the resins usually print clear unless they have a pigment in them. You can get white resins. Black, black resins usually look the coolest, honestly. It's just beautiful um i use a lot of gray resins but you can get clear resin too and if you print it the right way and kind of finish it and cure it just right you can get them almost like glass um so i don't need luckily it doesn't need to be crystal clear for me because it's just gonna be a red i just need to let some light through almost like an opaque um but yeah you can get pretty crazy with some resins and it's oh. it's all about just the way it's it's the layer lines are so much smaller and skinnier that they blend together. You can't tell that they're related because it does still have layer lines, just so much smaller, like ridiculously smaller. Oh, shit. Yeah. Resin well, printing is awesome. I love explaining it to people because I think it's so much cooler than FDM plastic printing. Mm -hmm. It is such a cool technology, but it's so boring to watch. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, you you like watching a normal plastic printer work. You're like, this is kind of cool. Like it's going around. It's making these noises and yeah. But resin printing, you're just like, cool. It's, it's, I can only see half of it and it's in an enclosure and this is boring. It's <laughs> <laughs> boring. I can't watch this. That's you don't know if you don't know it failed. That's the worst part about resin printing. You don't know it failed until like at least a hundred layers in until it's out of the vat and you can see the print. Until mm. then, you don't know if it failed or not. So a resin print, you either want it to come out perfect or you want it to fail on the very first layer. Because if it fails on the first layer, that first layer is now stuck to the LCD screen and it thinks it's continuing to print, but nothing comes out. And all you do is you lose just a thin layer of resin. Cool. Awesome. Whatever. I'd rather come back to a resin print and have nothing on the build plate rather than come out and it's like half broken hanging off that's the worst feeling. It's because mm -hmm. it's all wasted at that point. But if like, if I open my garage door and like my resin printer plates just blank, I'm like, that sucks, but not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. Yeah. It's a, 
Yeah. That I didn't know that. And I that now I definitely yeah. need to do more work into resin printers. I don't actually, I have a, I don't want to say a problem, but I've got a build that I'm working on. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do the next step, but it sounds like a resin printer might just handle that whole thing. Um, I don't know. Um, are you familiar or a fan of the Halo games at all? I am not a Halo fan. I'm familiar enough with some of their armors and some of the terminology to it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so just this is this is um <laughs> master chief helmet build i'm working on um the problem that i was trying to solve is i'll make sure i get it in camera is the visor because the weird thing about the visor i actually have it on my desk because i keep it here this is um from the collector's edition of halo 3 and if you look at the visor see how it's got that like two tier to it yeah. I was trying to figure out how to do that. And originally I was just going to take my like plexiglass and, you know, try to do the window tint and, but I have the file, like the, yeah. the file for the actual thing. But if I were to resin print that, that'd probably come you out. Would, you would need a fairly large resin printer to do that in one shot though. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's very tricky. Um, how people use vacuum formers, um, but when it comes to things like visors, I always found that Etsy is usually a good place for those really, really unique ones, like uh -huh. those really special, because sometimes you don't need to make everything. Um, and if you want, if you're going for that best possible finish, you can do the helmet, you can do the paint, you can do the weathering. But if it's like somebody has a specialty in making just the visors for it, I'll capitalize oh, on that. Okay. There are tons there because... Um, yeah, there are tons of people who sell and you can get them in different scales and sizes. Um, you just have to like talk to them and get that, give them measurements and they can make them in different sizes already with all the cool creases and lines, the perfect fit already tinted in the gold or whatever color you want, multiple different colors. You know, they have reds, golds, blues, um, food for thought. Yeah. If you want to, or if you want to go the hundred percent handmade route, the whole helmet, I've, I've done that too you know yeah. it's just it's, it's getting those shapes and lines is very tricky right um, yeah yep. well and um especially something like that because that's not something that i think i would ever want to like manufacture and that's the thing you know uh, yeah it's, it's it's hard um what uh, I'll, I'll usually recommend to people is if you make your own visor or whatever you do make it removable. Like mm -hmm. all of the, the visor on my Samus helmets, the visor on my Hellbat helmets, they're in my Mandalorian. I can take all of those visors out in case they ever get damaged or I want to upgrade them or the, I find a better way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, this way you're not locked into that. I need to chisel it out or something. Right, for sure. <clears throat> so um, I got, and I'm totally like segueing here. Are you playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn right now? Um, no, because that came out a few years ago. No, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Horizon Forbidden West? Yeah, Forbidden the West. game I have the, the nice bow in the background of yes. that I was playing right before this podcast. Yes. Although I got amazing. it amazing. I um I have it on really good authority though that you did not make that bow, but you bought it because you can't do that on a 3D printer. That's what somebody on Instagram said, right? That it, it, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a skin. It's a a bow skin. <laughs> That was, that was my favorite comment on YouTube. Yes. Somebody was like, oh, so it's a bow skin. And I'm like, 
yeah, actually, you know, you're right. It's a, I made a bow skin. That's kind of, that's a funny way to put it. Um, <laughs> is I unlocked the bow and then you had to get the special upgrade for the Aloy yeah. skin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. collect enough machine parts for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, yeah was, that was a fun build. It there was, was, I, was it YouTube? There was one guy who just like lost his mind over that, that you can't, you can't get 3d prints in different colors like that unless you're kind of, I think, believe he called it the film. Oh yeah. No, that was, um, it was, uh, it was one of the other, uh, videos. It, it's usually my, uh, you're wrong about 3d printing video or, uh, it was one of my YouTube shorts. That's where that comment, the one I shared on Instagram. Yeah. That cracked me up and I'll take it as a compliment. If you're really sitting there thinking that I bought all this stuff, thanks man. Yeah. If you look a little hard, you'll be able to tell that I didn't buy this stuff and it's not perfect. No um but yeah that was, that was funny that was uh yeah the inks the inks can't do this he'd have to swap it out he bought that stuff yeah and my wife my wife had an idea she was like you should take that comment and respond to it on tiktok like block out his name or something even though it's a public comment and it's his fault but like i wanted to make a video like a real serious video like uh I'm really sorry, guys. Like I've been lying to you. Someone on YouTube finally called me out on it. I, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sham. I actually bought all this stuff on online, um, this Etsy shop, and then I was I'm here. I'll buy a helmet right now just to show you. And I was gonna go and like do a couple clicks on the computer, but then I was gonna pop into the room, and be like, "Hey, Frank, we got a new order on your Etsy." Like it's me ordering. <laughs> it's me ordering for myself. You know, like like oh yeah, I'll be right there. You know? She's got a great idea. I like that one. She was like, you could literally plug your Etsy shop in a video like that. Like, you're right, actually. That may be kind of funny. Best advertising in the world. Yeah, for sure. But my, my Etsy shop is a barren wasteland right now, so it's really not the time to do it. I have uh, like a few arc reactors and a Nova helmet print for sale. I have I have been neglecting my... My Etsy is like my seventh priority, and a lot of people seem to think it's my number one priority. It's not. Um, I, if my Etsy's empty it, it'll be empty until i restock it that's how that works like mm -hmm. you know like right. i have sponsorships youtube tiktok it, like there's a lot more going on etsy was just like an extra break glass in case of emergency source of income or a way to you know I, maybe i want to make two samus helmets because i want to experiment with some paints and maybe i'll keep the nicer one but the not the second one is still pretty nice i don't need it i'll sell it you know and it funds everything else so for sure that's what Etsy was for yeah speaking speaking of priorities your uh your youtube channel is amazing it is so Thank much you. fun i love it so much um i was having this thing i'm not going to get into the long story of it but i was having this thing where i had gotten to the point with my adventure pro i was starting to get frustrated you know and i had managed to hammer out a lot of the issues um and I don't remember where it was. It was Instagram or TikTok or something. I was scrolling through and somebody was showing off this 3D printed Mandalorian helmet that they had. I'm a huge fan of the show. So I'm like, man, that's 3D printed. I could never do that on my Adventure Pro. I mean, you could, but you'd have to do it in such small tiles, you know? So I literally just sat down on YouTube, typed in 3D printed Mandalorian helmet, and your video was the first one that came up. And then it got oh. to the point where I spent like... I don't know, like how many weeks just like down like the rabbit hole on your channel, like watching all the live streams. And, and, it, and you know, because of that is why I brought bought both my new printers now beyond the, the Adventure Pro. Um, what made you decide to want to begin to make the videos and put them up on YouTube? Um, well, it's hard to find now because I privated the video, which means it's actually impossible to find now, unless you're me. My YouTube started out as a car channel. Um, 
so that's why my YouTube was there. <laughs> it was a it was a car channel for me working on my my British owned Hyundai coupe thing that I had, and it was a I've always been in the Hyundai's judge if you want whoever you are. I but I, I grew up with them. I liked my cars and stuff, and uh, there wasn't a lot of aftermarket for them, and not a lot of aftermarket support. So I would. I started on some of the forums, some, like for the cars, teaching people how to do the basic stuff, you know, take apart the interiors, pull out your seats, upgrade your headlights, do exhaust systems like that. And then I started making YouTube videos on it because it was just easier to explain like, hey, let me show you how to do this. And that's where the channel really was. I think I had like seven or eight car videos on it. And um, then I got the 3D printer and it's, if it's my, it should be chronologically if you sort by oldest it should be my first video now and it's i got my first 3d printer and it's me in that first little white room in england i opened my cr10s and i was just like i'm gonna upload the video for it and um that was the start of it i'm like yeah it'd be fun to share but then i started sharing the plans for the iron man suit like hey guys this is what i want to do it was the first mark 85 update video and like hey i want to do this i want to document this because i think it'll help some people who also might want to do this we'll see and um it really started to resonate with people and then people ask questions hey i saw you how'd you get the helmet to do that what paint are you using so i'd make a follow-up video this is how i did the helmet this is how i did the paint oh how'd you do that other thing so it was just this give and take feedback loop of what are people looking for can i do it can i teach it and it's that's never gone away you know um and it's I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I didn't have too much of an interest in making a Mandalorian helmet. Um, so it was a little bit of a pop culture-y. People seem interested in this. It's all right, let's, let, I'll, I'll, let's make a Mandalorian helmet. You know, let's learn something new. Let's learn how to get that really nice metallic finish, you know. And I ended up really enjoying it. And I really liked the helmet when it was done. So I'm like, this is, this is kind of cool. Because a lot of people in the hobby were asking for it too. It's like, if I can satiate my need to build something and also answer that answer a question why why not kill two birds one stone um and then uh, i posted a picture of my suit on the it was when it was all painted white it was all just primer white and it was on the armor stand all janky standing in the corner of my room i posted that on reddit and that blew up like that <laughs> that was like the catalyst of like oh man people are really want to know more about this so started doing it and there it you know? is how's that <laughs> well i've i in my own personal pages i I've, I've been posting the last several weeks um different things that i'm printing stuff that i'm working on. i've gotten to the point where i've had enough people in my personal life asking me who are now getting interested in 3d printing they're like hey how'd you do that man every single time cool. i straight up direct them to your youtube channel like i will just send the <laughs> link because it's great because there's videos on there like how do you get into 3d printing you know maintenance things setting up i mean down to like the 3d building 101 all the way up to you're building an iron man armor you're making a Stormbreaker, you're you know doing all these crazy crazy things i wish i could go back and update a lot of videos and eventually i want to but i mean if you go back to some of my old videos you can definitely see an increase in production quality <laughs> <laughs> astronomical increase i still have the original gopro hero 3 silver i started with like it's still i know where it is and now we're here 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not on a GoPro. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, that's the way these things go. I think like my first five episodes of my podcast I did were just with a friend sitting at my kitchen table and there was no video. The audio was crap. You could hear my dogs and sometimes my kids in the background, you know? Um, yeah. And then once it kind of becomes a thing, you're like, you know, I need to, I need to invest in this. I need to like build the background, you know, so that it's not just, you know, cause when I first started doing it video, which was when the pandemic happened, then it's like, Oh, I can't exactly like have people into my house and I want to, you know, have more people on the podcast than just live in my teeny little town in Illinois here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think like the first couple of videos that I have are on YouTube are like it's just like the maroon background of like my kitchen wall. And <laughs> yep, you put the production quality into it. And it. I mean, your whole, I mean, your your backdrop right now is just like absolutely mind blowing. I mean, that's just like first of all, the cool Nerd. stuff, the FB that all lights up and changes colors. I mean, <laughs> that is just that is off the charts, man. Thank you. Did, you. did you um how was it? Because you moved. How how is that process like moving all of that stuff and all those printers across the ocean? Your eyes just got huge, so I'm assuming that <laughs> it was it a was, logistical challenge. Well, well, just packing. That was it because the military paid for the move, um, which is great. Uh, that would have been it. we did we we did the math. We got a quote. It would have been like a thirty thirty five thousand dollar move to with all the because it goes by weight it goes by all of that and it's we had like nine or ten thousand pounds worth of household stuff furniture you know um furniture clothes bar grill patio furniture all my printers all this stuff um uh packing the printers is easy you just had to take the printers apart put them back in the boxes which i saved because when you live over sorry you're gonna be moving again so you know that so i was like i gotta save these boxes i have to you it's a different lifestyle, you know? Um, as for the props, I shipped my suit myself. I boxed, boxed my suit up into three different boxes and shipped them. I paid to ship them. It was 150 bucks total. Um, I shipped them here because my wife came back uh, um, to the US uh, two months early to start setting up our house. Like we, so she could, we could house hunt. She could go sign, you know, closing, bought the house. So she was here for a month before I even got here. And so I shipped the suit to her. Um, it only took a little bit of damage, only like two parts broke, which I was very surprised about. Um, as for all the other props, the helmets were easy enough to pack up, um, but it was like the long swords, like the six foot swords. I had to make a custom crate for all of them, like it piled them all together. And I think the only thing that broke, something broke. What broke? You survived? One of my keyblades broke, but it was still being built anyway, so I didn't really care about that. And then my Loki scepter broke, but it was constantly breaking anyway, so I didn't really care. Aside from that, <laughs> um, nothing. Everything else survived. I did a good enough job packing everything where it, it wasn't really wasn't that bad. Oh man, that's good. And like my heart would be in my throat. That'd be like packing a ch child up. What? <laughs> what was what was the the bad part of it was was I knew my stuff was going to sit on a boat or and a truck, and it was going to sit in these where these warehouses and shipping containers for literally we shipped our stuff they with the stuff in england left my house middle or the end of april 2021 it didn't get delivered here to this house till the end of august Ooh. so that's a lot of sitting around yeah. potentially in heat potentially luckily nothing warped nothing was oh I, I did i had two or three raw printed helmets warp like 
um, I'm, I'm like a Mandalorian helmet warped a little bit and one of my Power Rangers helmets warped. But then again, they were raw prints. So in my nice finished helmets, I had these all packaged up individually, like really wrapped. So there wasn't any tension or pressure on them. All of my raw printed helmets, I kind of just threw in a big box together. So they, they each had their own. It was all just getting crushed with weight because I wasn't care, I didn't care about the paint scratching. There was no paint yet. So mm-hmm. I think that's why they warped. They were just at that right temperature where they wouldn't have warped if they didn't have other forces applied to them. Yeah. Wow. That's that's wild stuff. Um, never never want to do it again. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm getting out of the military. I'm, we're we're sick of moving. We really are. I don't. After this move. Uh, when we left New Jersey and moved to Japan, we really didn't have much at all. We had like a couple, some pieces of furniture in our clothes. Then when we moved from Japan to England, we had more stuff, but it wasn't that bad because it was a small place in Japan. But then moving from England to here, we had a, we had a four bedroom house in England and like we had a lot of stuff and packing it all up and uprooting again and moving here. And like our house still isn't fully put together and it's almost been a year. Mm-hmm. Like, just like we're still selling stuff we don't need anymore. And like, I don't want to do it again. I'm, right. I'm, I'm sick of it. I did it for 10 years, just <laughs> dealt with it living overseas and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, right. well, you just do that thing. Like the older you get, the more stuff you accumulate. Like my wife and I moved into this house 12 years ago and we're like, never again. I don't yeah. ever want to have to move again unless it's something where I can like pay buco bucks for a moving company to come and pick everything up and take it to the next house. And yeah, when you got yep. that much stuff somewhere, I'm surprised that like it wasn't cheaper for the military just to be like, you know what, we're just gonna land a C-130 for all your crap. <laughs> <laughs> Pack it all and fly it over there. <laughs> the the movers, the guys, the guys leave um both the guys who packed the house, the British dudes in England, uh, they they were really cool. Like they asked a couple questions about the printers and they were like, Yeah, this is sweet. Um, and then the guys unpacking the um uh like unloading the trucks and bringing stuff in and were like, What are all these boxes? I'm like, no, they're 3D printers. And so like it always it always like activates a conversation it's always just like what do you mean you know yeah what are, what are those <laughs> yeah well it's an interesting field and i it's cool now because it's i feel like um the last several years it's really exploded in popularity so much oh yeah um, i i mean pop culture alone when people found it's like a rite of passage now you buy you buy a 3d printer and you print an iron man helmet you know like you kind of have to <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the way you get your official nerd card now. Not until you've done that's that. Right. Even if that's the only thing you yeah. do, that that's what you did. Well, yep. cool. Well, hey man, uh, we're uh, we're getting uh, we're getting up against the clock here. Um, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come on the podcast. And uh, no problem. Thank yeah. you for having me. I, yeah. I I I love getting reached out about these things because it's 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 fun. It's so fun talking about this stuff. You know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I absolutely guarantee you, um, keep producing the stuff and everybody will keep watching hundred percent because it is so much fun. Um, I hope so. I hope so. You know, as a side note, I wasn't (laughs) aware and maybe I was just ignorant because prior to like two or three weeks ago, I I started following you on Instagram and I never followed anybody um, prior to that who does 3d printing. And now it's like, it just explodes. Like, like I'm following a Kira's workshop and is it CTK creations? Danny, you know, yep, yep. And, and I that, love I love all of it. Kiara, she's a, a, a sweetheart. Danny's awesome. He's like one of my best friends now. Emily, she's a saint. Like they're all such they're such good people. <laughs> and you guys, none of you guys met like in real life prior to the 3D printing stick, right? Like not at all. Awesome. Oh god, nope. Nope. We're and outside of that, we're all pretty 
different people. I mean, we're all kind of nerds, but like Emily's literally had, she was working at Bosch, like the, the car supply comic plate. Like she was, she's an engineer who was like interning there. Kiera is going to school for film and like industry and stuff. And Danny's uh, also getting something in like this graphic design. No, I would have never been once in California. I don't know. I think Kiera lives in Chicago or uh, Illinois somewhere. Um, and Emily lives in South Carolina, like near Clemson or something like we would have never met, you know, <laughs> ever. <laughs> We're um, lucky to live in this time, you know, where and things, I, like, things like this are possible. And I met them when I lived in England, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we became friends when I was still living in England. And it's just, I happened to move to the East coast where like Emily's within driving distance. Like she's only three, you know, she's like five hours away, but still we've, she's come and visited. Like we hung out and mm-hmm. we wouldn't have done that. If it wasn't for nerds and Iron Man and pop culture and Disney and Marvel capitalizing on our nostalgia, raking billions of dollars a year. <laughs> that is so true. The uh, So folks out there who are watching and or listening, Frankly Built, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. It, you have a Discord too, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Discord.gg slash frankly built we have a our own vanity url because that discord got out of hand very quickly (laughs) it's a good good place and it's free free 99 yeah you gotta love that um so that's uh we're gonna call this one a wrap folks uh once again frank i want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come on and um yeah thank you for uh, thank thank you yeah and we'll 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 all definitely keep following you i I appreciate that sir all right thank you so much All right, everyone. So that was the podcast with Frankly Built. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed talking to him. That was a whole lot of fun. I hope I get to talk to him again in the future. I want to thank everybody for liking, subscribing, sharing all that good stuff. And if you could do me a favor, continue to do that. That's what helps a podcast like this grow. Uh, But before I get out of here, I just want to say I love all of you. Hope you take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time.